So we have pastors that hear from heaven and then they release to us what God is saying for this season. And then we are able to then maximize the times and seasons, levels and stages. Say amen to that. So this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. We heard that from the Lord. We entered into 2023. We've been declaring it all year. We've been standing on a scripture that says, watch this, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Our confession has been no dry areas for me. Say no dry areas. We don't want any area of your life to dry up. If there's an area of your life that has gone dry, this is your season for the Lord to drench you again. Say amen Amen. to that. All right, so for this month, say this month. This month, month, then what what the Lord has said that, that, that he wants us to meditate on for this month is his financial plan. Say God's financial plan. So God's financial plan. So God has a plan. Now, we have plans, and, and, and yeah, we have plans, but then God has plans. And so, so it's cool that you have plans and everything, but if your plans don't line up with God's plans, how many of you know that you got to submit your plans to God's plans? Amen? And so the Bible says that God's ways are above our ways, His thoughts above our thoughts. And so what we want to do is renew our minds to be able to think like God thinks and open up our heart to believe what God believes about us. If you were here on Sunday, we were not, but I watched the, the, the message. If you were here on Sunday, that you heard through our woman of God that, that, that a lot of things that you'll probably hear me repeat tonight. In Philippians chapter 4, I mean Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1, uh, the Apostle Paul said something that I want to say because this is something Apostle Cynthia said. Since we're dealing with God's financial plan, you're going to hear a lot of scriptures that are familiar to you. You're going to hear a lot of scriptures. You'll probably hear a lot of the same scriptures all month long, and they'll come over to you over and over and over again. The Apostle Paul said, you know what, for me to write the same things unto you, you know, it doesn't even bother me. It doesn't bother me to repeat myself, but for you it is safe. Sometimes we just need to hear it over and over and over again. We need to hear, watch this, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. In other words, we need to hear that. We need to get that down into our heart. Third John 2, that we will never experience life prosperity beyond our level of soul prosperity. In other words, anything that happens in the kingdom has to happen on the inside first. Say inside first. Has to happen on the inside first. So Pastor Cynthia on Sunday was just laboring to get us to think like God, to elevate our thinking, to stop thinking small, to stop thinking limited. When you think, when you understand that God owns everything everywhere, you know what I'm saying? So, so he is our source. Say, God is my source. So if God is my source, then, then we learned on Sunday that, that watch this, I, I'm not even limited by the amount of money that I have or the amount of money that I don't have because God is my source. And when God is my source and I'm partnered with God and God is partnered with me and I'm his child and I'm walking with his kingdom principles and ways and I'm submitted to the Holy Spirit in all things at all times, God will lead me to go take care, to take possession of things that I don't even have the money for. And God has millions of ways to get us millions of dollars, amen to that. Amen. Amen. So God is my source. I got to be able to think like God. So, so soul prosperity, we got we to gotta be prosperous on the inside first. I don't know about you, but my journey with God as it relates to this particular topic, uh, you know, I've talked about it from time to time. I actually ministered on it this weekend. And so when I got born again, I, I got born again, then I got called into the ministry. I was preaching the gospel. I was tithing, Ricky. I was tithing and I was broke. 
right? Because I didn't have a revelation of giving. I didn't, like, you could be doing something and not really have a revelation of it, right? You could be doing, you could be going through the motions and not really be releasing your faith because you don't understand it. But at any time, watch this, when you can see the Word, watch this, hear the Word, and understand the Word of God, you can be changed by that Word that you see, hear, and understand. And so what happened was, in 1998, I was in Thomas Chapel AME Church in Coppers Cove, Texas, the late great uh, Bishop Nate Holcomb came to preach at our little church, and he stood there. And, and, and the first time, this first time I ever heard this, Mom, so Bishop Nate Holcomb, he said, you got to see yourself writing out a $1,000 seed. This is 1998, right? And for me, that could have been a million dollars at that time. He said, see yourself writing out a $1,000 seed. And he looked at us and said, how do you spell thousand? And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to spell it. I don't. He was like, you got to see it. Because back then we used to do checks. There was no, no digital, right? It was, everything was checked. He said, see yourself writing out on the check, T-H-O-U-S. I was like, we was like, oh, no, I, I can't see it. So I'm telling you, this is me, right? This is me. And if you can't see it, you can't be it. If you can't see it, you can't have it. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was like, oh man, this thousand dollar seed thing, I don't even know if I can ever give. Can I ever give a thousand dollars? I mean, I, I was at the point where I, I was barely making it, barely being able to tithe. And this man talking about giving a thousand dollars, a thousand dollar seed. That was 1998. Say 1998. That was 1998. So fast forward, in 2002, I was, I was submitted to a man named Bishop Richard B. People Sr., and he's connected to Dr. Dollar, and he sat me down, and so he started ministering to me, and he says, hey, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sow not only into our ministry, but sow into Dr. Dollar's ministry and sow into Kenneth Copeland's ministry, because at the time, he was sown into Dr. Dollar's ministry and into Kenneth Copeland's ministry and into Oral Roberts' ministry, because Oral Roberts was still alive at the time. And so I said, okay, well, well, that's what we're going to do. This was 2002, and I started really building up my faith. I went to Korea. I was there for two years. I started studying. I started getting into the Word. I started renewing my mind, and I told Isabella, when we come back, I'm going to sow a $1,000 seed. You know what I'm saying? And so I came back from Korea. This was 2004. It took me six years, Ricky, six years from 1998 to 2004. But in 2004, I built up my faith, and I said, we're going to sow a $1,000 seed. And we sold our very first thousand dollar seed in 2004 and we believe God for a house. Long story short, God worked a, 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 a miracle. I mean, God took us from a, a $59,000 house in Colleen, Texas that was 1,300 square foot to a house that was 2,800 square foot and, and, and God really increased us. God really caused, he expanded us and I was like, wow, I'm learning that, watch this, there's this system of sowing and reaping, but I had to be prosperous on the inside before I could be prosperous on the outside in order, in other words, I had to see it in order to be it. Say amen to that. And then in 2004, we moved into this house, Mom. We still own that property, actually, to this day. Uh, so we, we moved into this house, and in 2004, Pastor Keith Moore taught a series uh, on, he took Friday nights in Branson, Missouri, and he taught a series for 16 Friday nights called Prosperity Proven. And it was 16 CDs. For those of you that don't remember, CDs, we used to have, I know cars today don't even have a CD player, but back then we had CDs. So I bought the Prosperity Proven pack of CDs, and it was like that thick, it was 16 CDs, and I sat down, and I said, I, I, you know, I need to renew my mind. So I got in there, and back then we had paper Bibles, you remember that? And I had a lot of Bibles, I had all my Bibles open, I had like, you know, a bunch of Bibles open, and I listened for 16 hours 
prosperity proven. He was walking me through the Word. Pastor Keith Moore just walking me through, showing me, really changing. I had a poverty spirit, changing the way I was thinking about money so that God, this is God's financial plan, and I had to understand how God looks at this thing. And because He is limitless and I was limited, I had to change the way that I was thinking about it, right? So 16 hours worth of teaching later, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God. And I go to Isabella and I said, babe, check this out. Guess what? She said, what? I said, you got to go through this with me, right? Because how can two walk together except they be agreed? And so now she got to do 16 hours with me too. Now I went through it twice, so I got 32 hours. And so at the end of it, we were done. And at the end of it, we, we instituted some other things that we were going to give every month. And then we said, okay, from now on, for the rest of our lives, we're going to do these things. And there was four categories of giving that we committed to. This was in 2004. We were going to do tithes. We were going to do offerings. We were going to give to the poor. And we were going to sow and support ministries outside of our local church. And we were going to do it for the rest of our lives, and that was 2004, and that was 19 years ago, and we've never skipped a month. Say amen to that. Amen? amen. All right. So I had to change. All right, you can clap. That's all right. Yeah, that, that was a good moment for you to clap. All right. But the change had to happen on the inside first. I had to learn how to look at, at, at finances, God's financial plan, from God's point of view. And once the change happened on the inside, then it was only a matter of time before change happened on the outside. Once you understand that God owns everything, one day, Mom, we were at World Changers, and uh, um, Pastor um, Morris Cirillo was there, and uh, we were, um, you know, this was a conference, and so they broke us up, and like in this particular, like you drive around Atlanta, you know, <laughs> like for different sessions. So this particular session was not at World Changers. So anyway, we drove to this other church for the session. Pastor Morris Cirillo was there, and, and he was ministering, and then he said, hey, uh, somebody in here, the Lord just said, you need to wipe out everything you have in your checking account. And the Lord said, that's you. And I was like, oh, no, not me. That's me. And so I told Isabella, I said, babe, I don't even know how much. This is how much I think we have. And for whatever we had, we wiped it out, right? That's, that was the seed that we were going to sow. And so we, we just sowed it because I believe that's what the Lord told me to do. When you understand that the Lord owns everything, God's financial plan, right? I'm going to talk about budgeting later, but when you understand that God owns everything, then you're supposed to do whatever he tells you to do with it, right? Because God is your source. Say, God is your source. God is my source. So, so I'm, I'm looking at things from God's point of view. Why? Because I'm, I'm learning how to think like God. My mind has to be renewed. And so I will never experience life prosperity beyond the level of my soul prosperity. Say amen to that. Now, when I'm building this thing up, I'm learning how to think like God. My focus is on God's kingdom and God's kingdom advancement. My focus is on advancing the kingdom. My focus is not building up material things for the sake of material things. 1 Timothy chapter 6, I'm going to read for you verses 9 and 10 from the New Living Translation. This is what the Bible says. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The, it's not that money is evil, but the love of money is the root of all 
kinds of evil, and some people, craving money, have wandered away from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. In other words, my focus is not, watch this, we, ha- we have a business, we're believing God to prosper this business, not because we just want another car or another house or some more shoes. We're blessed. If God wants us to have that, I mean, that's cool. But we want to advance the kingdom. Right, right. There, there's some giving goals that we haven't reached yet. Right. There, there's some things that we pledged way back. I know I, a lot of y'all forgot about BBC, right? But we haven't because we haven't meet, re, reached our pledge yet, right? So until I reach it, I'm not going to stop giving towards it, right? And so there's some things we have some goals that we want to give. There's some things that we want to be able to give into the kingdom. I don't know about you, but just like when you get excited, if you have a budget, not only should you budget for other things, you should be, be believing God. How much are we going to give this year? And you should be believing God to give more every year. Why? Because with God, we're always, it's forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. Now, this says that some people have ruined their lives pursuing stuff. Some people have ruined their lives because, listen, and, and I'm not saying nothing wrong about cars. If you like cars, God can give you 10, right? If you like pocketbooks, God can give you 50. I mean, it's not about that, but that should not be your desire. The, the desire should be, my heart is pure. My, I have a desire that I want to please God. I want to advance his kingdom. I don't have anything that I'm not willing to give away. I don't have anything. Watch this. God's financial plan is when you get to the point where you could be a conduit of kingdom finance, then God can use you as an instrument in his kingdom. You want to be able to get to the point where you know that as money is coming in, money is going out. So I recently had somebody, Melody, ask me, say, hey, I have a business but it feels weird to me to ask God to bless my business. It just kind of feels weird to me. I said, okay, well, let me ask you this. Are you giving from your business? And and he said, well, from my business? I said, yeah. He said, no. I said, well, then it should feel weird. (laughs) It should, right? Because, I mean, why why would, why I'm God, why are you asking me to increase something that you're not giving any of it into the kingdom? But, but if, if, if what's coming in, it, a portion of it is going out into the kingdom, watch this. So if you get to the point where you got past the, 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 the stumbling block of tithing, which was 10%, and now you're at a point where you're giving a higher percentage, and you know that there's a certain percentage that in your household, everything that comes in, I said everything. Look at somebody say everything. Everything that comes in, a certain percentage goes out, then the more comes in, the more goes out. I can ask God to give me more input because I know that that means there's going to be more output. But if you're asking God for input without any motivation of output, that should feel weird. Because it's weird. Because he's not partnered up with you. He's not part of the system. And so what you want is for there to be a certain amount that's leaving your household every month. Say amen to that. As often as it comes in, it should be going out. Say amen. 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 Those of you that are watching online, say amen in the chat. You want to believe that God, what the Bible says, God owns everything. He owns everything everywhere. And so what he does is he entrusts certain things to us so that we can, he gives us financial management responsibilities. And and I've been teaching on the parable uh, of the talents. For those of you that watch today's word, I've been teaching on the parable of the talents. And, And so in this particular parable, there was a man that owned stuff and the man already knew how to multiply stuff. And so what he did was he picked out three servants and he gave them talents. Watch this. One he gave five, one he gave two, when he gave one, and it was according to their ability to manage. 
So, so watch this. And let me help you out too if you have a limited mindset even on what a talent is. So a biblical talent was a, a, a weight, a, a unit of measure for, from a weight perspective. A biblical talent is 75 pounds. So 75 pounds. So to one, he gave five talents of gold, 75 pounds of gold. So 75 pounds of gold, one talent of gold in today's economy, like in 2023 right now, September 2023, if you do the math, look at how much an ounce of gold is, multiply that times 16 ounces, multiply that times 75 to get 75 pounds. One talent of gold today is like $2.2 million dollars. So let me change that. Let me change it around. So to one, he gave $2 million to manage. To another, he gave $4 million to manage. And to another, he gave $10 million to manage. So you can kind of wrap your mind around what the parable is saying. And he said he gave it to them according to their ability to manage. In other words, if you will never be given what God knows you can't handle. Especially when it comes to money, because money is a, is a magnifier. Money is an amplifier. If you have more money, you can do more of what you're already doing. And this is why you see people, all these shows on television talk about how the lottery ruined my life. The lottery didn't ruin your life. It's just that you were not ready for that amount of money. And so, if, so God is not going to give you something that's going to destroy you. God knows what you can handle. Just like he's not going to give you a challenge that you can't handle, he's not going to release resources to you that you're not prepared for. So you need to prepare yourself to be able to handle the blessing. Say this. Say, in 2023, the Lord can increase me because I'm preparing myself. To handle the blessing. You, you got to prepare yourself. God's financial plan is for you to increase. So there's some things. Watch this. God gave you a vision. You could see yourself running that business. But that doesn't mean that you're ready for the increase if you don't know how to run payroll. <laughs> you, that doesn't mean that you're ready for the increase if you don't know how to handle taxes. And so there's some things that you got to do to prepare yourself to be able to handle the increase. Say amen to that. Amen. So God is the source of all prosperity and his resources are limitless. So there's no limit to what God can do. All right, so, so let's talk about budgeting for a minute. Now, now, when I don't like the word budget because I don't like, you know, like being limited in any way. But if you look at budgeted from the perspective of how much comes in, what should I do with it? Do I have categories? Then, yeah, you should, you should have a plan. Say, you should have a plan. You should have a plan for your money, right? So you should have a plan on, okay, how much is coming in, and this is what we're going to do with it. So how much of this are we going to give? How much are we doing tithes, like I mentioned earlier? How much is a tithe? How much is an offering? How much are we going to sow into ministry away from the local church? How much are we giving to the poor? And there's ministries that do that as well. What are we going to do in these different categories? How much of this are we going to save? How much of this are we going to spend? How much of this are we going to enjoy? Watch this. You you will never be a good sower until you become a good eater. Let me explain. And so, so the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10 from the Passion Translation. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10 from the Passion Translation. The Bible says this generous God, say our God, is generous. So this generous God, watch this, supplies abundant seed for the farmer which becomes bread for our meals and he is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Say plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that your harvest 
of your, the harvest of your generosity will grow. So what he's saying is this, from a budgeting perspective, when the money comes in, I need to say, okay, Lord, how much of this is seed for sowing? How much of this is bread for eating? Right? So there, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a portion of the increase. There's nothing wrong with enjoying a portion of what came in. But what you don't want to do is eat your seed. So if you eat all your seed and you never sow from what came in, then you're cutting yourself off from a future harvest. So if you want continuous harvest, you, got, you have to have continuous seed. The only way to guarantee continuous harvest is if you sow continuous seed. When a farmer is reaping uh, the sickle, he pulls out the sickle, he reaps in the harvest, a portion of what he pulled out of the ground has to go back into the ground. Because if he wants there to be a continual harvest, there needs to be a continual seed. Say this, say, I will not, I will not. eat my seed. You got to know, Lord, how much of this, what is it that from what came in, what portion of this is seed for sowing? What portion of this is bread for eating? And it's okay to enjoy yourself. It's okay. Matter of fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, the Bible says it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. It's a good thing. Say, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to, to have wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. And the Bible says God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they have no time to brood over the past. I'm, I'm so busy doing what God has called me to do that I don't even have time to be worrying about the past. I'm not even, watch this, I'm thinking about what God wants me to do right now. I have seed for sowing. I have bread for eating. I know, and then watch this, the text says, when, I, when God tells me this much is the seed that you have to sow, God is so gracious that when I come to sow it in VCMI, watch this, when I'm standing up here and we're receiving tithes and offerings, when I come around to sow it, God God says, the text says, he multiplies the seed while I sow it. And so, so glory to God. So not, not only did he tell me what to sow, but while I'm sowing it, he multiplies the seed while I sow it. And then I speak to my seed and I command my seed to go and to grow and to multiply and return in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, my God, this is good. And so, so I'm, I'm continually putting seed in the ground. And when you have seed in the ground, you operate with another level of confidence. You operate with another another level of boldness. Why? Because you know you have a right to a harvest because you have seed in the ground. Now, when you don't have any seed in the ground, you, of course, can God bless you? Yes. And God is, you know, God, God is rich in mercy. God can do whatever he wants to do because God is God. But I'm saying you're not working the principle. You're not working the system when you don't put seed in the ground. If you were paying attention on Sunday, you know that everything multiplies. Watch this. Everything reproduces. How? After his own kind, right? And so everything, my mother, I love my mother. My mother is amazing. My mother been, has been giving away food, has been giving away clothes all my life. So my mother will always have food. My mother will always have clothes. My mother will not sow money. She, that she, she ain't doing that, right? So I'd be like, Mom, uh, Mom, you stay with me during COVID? Like, I, I talked to my mom about tithing, my offering. Oh, well, you know, if I had it. And so it was, okay, will you stay with me during COVID? I saved up all this money. She didn't, when she's with us, she don't spend no money. I said, Mom, you going back to the Dominican Republic? This is how much money you have. As soon as you get back there, take 10%. 
Give it to the church. She said, ooh, no, no, I don't know about that. That's, no, I don't know about that. She ain't trying to sow no money. Everything reproduces after its own kind. I was in the Dominican Republic. I would wake up in the morning, and I would walk out, Mom, and somebody would just show up with a bag of coconuts. Somebody would show up with a whole ream of plantain. Somebody would just show up with a bunch of bananas. People would just give. Why? Because she sows food. She's always reaping food. She gives away clothes. She's always reaping clothes. But she don't sow no money, so that she's not going to reap money, right? But, but everything reaps reproduces after his own kind. And so whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you want friends, it's not a mystery. you got to your, show yourself friendly, right? And so if you sow friendship, you're going to reap friends. If you sow mercy, you're going to reap mercy. If you sow forgiveness, if you're quick to forgive, people are not going to hold grudges against you. But, but if you want money, oh, okay, y'all got it, y'all got it, y'all got it. Everything reproduces what? After his own kind. And so, so yeah, and so in this area, don't be, watch this. The Apostle Paul was like, hey, you've been doing great in all these other areas. Don't forget to be good in this area too. And so what you don't want to do is neglect this area. Say, I will not, I will not neglect, neglect this area. Because God has a financial plan, and I need to work the plan. I need to submit to God's financial plan. I want to do things God's way. I want to do things in accordance with the way that God wants to do it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 from the Amplified, this is what the Bible says, and God is able. Now, you've, you've heard us say this many, many times. The Bible says, watch this, and God is able to make all grace abound towards us. Every favor, every earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you would always and under all circumstances, and whatever the need be, you'll be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, furnished in abundance for every good and charitable donation. In other words, say, I will always have. I will always have. Whatever your needs are, God wants you to be. God's financial plan is that you will never lack. Say, I lack nothing. Now, now, watch this. It's good. Faith is something you say. That's great. I appreciate it. You could say it. You could decree it. You could declare it. But when we're talking about money, for this to work, you have to sow money. Right? I mean, we can't just talk about it, right? And so God is able to make all grace abound towards us so that you would never need external support. Now, when, when people do need external support, you want to be in a situation where, where since you lack nothing, you're in a position to give. One of the things that just blessed me last week, this thing almost made me cry. I had to, I had to hold myself. Now, let me just say this real quick as a disclaimer. Before I came to VCMI, I never cried. <laughs> Some of y'all get that. Go what I'm saying. Isabella's like, man, Pastor Tony, the anointing of Pastor Tony is on you. You just cry all the time now. Anyway, so anyway, um, uh, uh, Sharita, I was, in, uh, I was in Georgia. We were at this birthday party on Saturday. And I'm sitting at a birthday party just seeing all kind of people like a family reunion. And then this guy, young man, comes up to me and says, hey, bro, uh, Elder Pena, you don't remember me? I said, no. He said, I'm such and such. I said, okay, praise God, you know. He said, when I was a little boy... Man, this blessing. He said, when I was a little boy, my mom was in a bad situation, and I didn't have a coat for school. And my mom came to you, and you took me to Burlington Coat Factory, and you bought me a coat, and you bought me a backpack, and you got me ready for school. And I honestly didn't even remember that. I mean, because we've done that for so many people. You know, we bought groceries and clothes and all kind of stuff. And, but, and I was at a party, right? And I was like, oh, okay. Well, praise God. But on the inside, I was like, oh, my God, let me not cry. Let me not cry, right? But, but I'm saying, like, you want to be in a situation, watch this, where you're not having to come to VCMI. Somebody comes up and they have a need. Oh, hold on. Excuse me. Elder Pena, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. What's up? Do we have paperwork 
uh, somebody needs something here. Do we have like benevolency paperwork that we can fill out because somebody, what do they need? Well, let's not fill out no paperwork. If they need something, let's go do what, 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 what do they need? Yeah. Right? We, we don't need paperwork. We need to go take care of it. But watch this. I can't take care of your needs if I can't take care of mine. And so, so, so watch this. Say, I minister, I minister. out of the overflow. So that's why God is able to make all grace abound towards us, that I will always have all sufficiency in all things at all times and be able to meet the needs of every good and charitable work. Not only do I meet my needs, and I could be in a position to be able to give to others whatever that need is. So when we stand here and we hear, hey, right now, uh, uh, you know, hey, guys, this is what's going on at VCMI. Something happened. This happened or whatever. Listen, we're going to get the equipment anyway. I'm just giving you an opportunity if you want to get in on it. And, and, and just so you you know, it's not going to last too long. You know what I'm saying? But so if you want to get in on it, this is what you, when you give today, make it out, put this in the little thing. Hey, you want to get in on it. And, and the way it should be is that we're meeting the needs so fast that if you don't get in on it that first Sunday, the next Sunday it may not be around. You know what I'm saying? So we want to be able to meet the needs of every situation. Why? Because God is able. And, and so what I'm doing is I'm releasing my faith for God's financial plan. I want to be in a situation where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I want to be in a situation where I'm not limited in any way. I want to be in a situation where, God, I, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Lord, I'm open to you. You own everything, everywhere, anyway. And so, Father, you, you just tell me, whatever you lead me to do, wherever you lead me to go, that's what we want to be able to give. Say amen to that. Get this down in your heart. I want you to build up your faith. I want you to build up your faith. Listen, if we were talking about healing, you would have to build up your faith for healing. We're believing God that this is a season where you're going to build up your faith, not only to receive the harvest, but to be able to sow a portion of it. When God tells you to sow, that you're not moved by it, but you're not moved by the amount, that, that you get excited, that you get excited that God, Lord, you trust me to be able to give this amount. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, that you believe. I, I believe what you believe about me this morning. I was talking about in the parable of the talents, God gave, the, the owner gave one five talents, one gave two talents, one gave him one. The one with five, and when the owner came back, he came back, glory, he was like, look, I doubled your money. He was like, I don't even know. I, I, you saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Look, I doubled your money. He said, you've been faithful. You've been loyal into now and to the joy of the Lord. Matter of fact, the money you doubled, that was little in comparison to what I'm about to do. You don't even know. You prove yourself faithful for over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The one with two talents said, hey, hey, I doubled the money too. He said, all right, come on now. You get the same blessing. Say the same blessing. Man, you got to believe what God believes. Can you believe, like, you know, can you believe that God wants to use you to be able to sow on that level, whatever that level is? Can you believe it? Can you see it? Can you expand your faith for it? Say, God has a plan. This is God's financial plan. But you got to change. Say, I'm a shift. I got to shift from the system of sowing, I mean, of, of buying and selling over to the system of sowing and reaping. I got to shift from the system of buying and selling over to the system of sowing and reaping. Here's a good example of that. It's found in Luke chapter 5. You know this story, so I'm not going to go through it verse by verse. But let me just break it down for you. One day, the, Jesus is ministering to a crowd, and the crowd was all up on him. This was at the Lake of Gennesaret. He's looking at the crowd, and then he looks over and sees two fishermen. They've been working all night long, 
and they caught nothing. And so Jesus goes over to one of the fishermen. His name was Simon, the son of Jonah. And Jesus says to Simon, hey, do me a favor. Can you, can you uh, uh, help me? He said, what do you need? I need you to, to, if it's okay with you, I know this is your fishing business. I know you got Peter Fishing LLC. And, but, but if you could take some of the stuff from your fishing business and sow it into my ministry, don't worry. It's going to be good for you. And he said, what do you need me to do? I need you to take your boat that belongs to your business, and I need you to take this time and then take me over here. And he did. And Jesus preached the message to the crowd, and Peter heard it. Say he heard it. And when he was done, watch this. So so Peter heard the word, and the crowd heard the word. The crowd sold their time. Peter sold his time. But Peter got something that they didn't get because he sold something that they didn't sow. He sold from his fishing business. And everything reproduces what? After his kind. So since he sold from his fishing business, then, then Peter, uh, Jesus was like, hey, let me tell you something. Watch this. I, you don't even understand. You just tapped into a principle of the kingdom, and the kingdom is about sowing and reaping. You're running a business that's based on buying and selling. The problem with that is that buying and selling is finite. Say finite. Buying and selling is one for one. Say one for one. You go to the store and you see a price on a blouse, that's the price for one blouse. Say one blouse. So you give them that amount and you get back what? One blouse. So buying and selling is one for one. Say one for one. Sowing and reaping is not one for one. Mm -mm. When you sow, you always get a harvest that is multiplied. It's a multiplied return. And so he said, listen, listen, do, do not, watch this, do not let information or your experience keep you from sowing. He said, he almost messed up. He said, listen, Mr. Preacher Man, I, I know that you understand preaching, but I understand fishing. This is the way that this thing works. Uh, I, I fish, I'm not fishing with a rod, I fish with a net, and, and now it's daytime, and this is not optimal because the fish can see the net, uh, but nevertheless, at thy word, I'm going to let it down. Jesus told him, go out into the deep, let down your nets with S plural for a catch, and, and he only threw one net. And Pastor Bill Winston said it was the old one, right, because it started to break right away. He was like, I'm not even going to put the good one because he didn't even have an expectation. But he sowed, oh, my God. Watch this. Here's the thing. The principle of sowing and reaping. The principle, when you have a principle, a principle will work whenever somebody puts it to work, whether they believe it or not. When you have a principle, the principle will work whenever somebody puts it to work, whether you believe it or not. So there's this principle of sowing and reaping. He had sowed from his fishing business, so he had the opportunity to reap what? From his fishing business. And that's what he did. Listen, in Genesis chapter 1, Apostle Cynthia on Sunday went to Genesis chapter 1. Let me read for you verse 11. The Bible says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit bearing tree, yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself and upon the earth, and it was so. And so everything is producing what? After its kind. Now, apple tree cannot produce a mango. A coconut tree cannot produce a, a pomegranate. And a zebra cannot give birth to an orangutan. It just doesn't work that way. Everything reproduces 
after its kind. In Genesis 1 and 28, you heard this on Sunday, God blessed them. God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth. God said, be fruitful. God didn't say be seedful because you already have seed, but you got to use that seed to produce the fruit. So say this. Say, my life produces much fruit, and my fruit remains. But when it comes to a harvest, how is it going to produce? I got to sow it. I got to sow. I got to release. Things have to leave my household. I got to, this is God's financial plan. I have to put seed in the ground. Say amen to that. In Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, very familiar scripture. This is where the Lord destroyed the earth with water. The Bible says, while the earth remains, seed, time, harvest shall not cease. Cold and heat shall not cease. Summer and winter shall not cease. Day and night shall not cease. While the earth remains. Watch this. So God destroyed the earth but he didn't destroy the system. The very next verse, Genesis chapter 9 and verse 1, the Bible says, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So God destroyed the earth, but he did not destroy the system. What's the system? Sowing and reaping, and everything reproduces how? After his own kind. So if you want to reap in this area, you have to sow in this area. You got to build up your faith in this area. You got to believe God in this area. I want you to have through God's financial plan. You're going to be hearing about this all month. So all month what you want to do is build up your faith to to believe God. Lord, what what do you want me to give? How do you want me to give? Lord, I'll open up. You want to be a conduit of kingdom finance. God can give you money with a mission. God can give you prosperity with a purpose. The purpose of prosperity. I believe the ultimate purpose of prosperity is evangelism. I believe the ultimate purpose of prosperity is for the kingdom of God to advance. The kingdom of God is always advancing, and we want the kingdom of God to advance through us. So we got to become conduits of kingdom finance. We want to be a conduit through which not only things are coming to us, but things got to be flowing through us. There's something that has to go away from me for something to come back. So if you have not been giving the way that you should have been giving, if you have not been giving the way that you know that the Holy Spirit Spirit is telling you you should have been giving, then, then that's fine. Listen, God is not holding you, you, you uh, or it's not like, like, you know, like people used to teach. God is not going to make your brakes go out. God is not going to give you a flat tire. Yeah, to say, I'm not under the curse. No, no, I'm not under the curse. So it's not like God is going to curse you with a curse or anything like that. You are God robber. You're going to hell. No, no, we've probably heard a lot of crazy stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. But for you to participate in this grace, you got to participate in this grace. You can't receive if you're not releasing. And so you want to release in order to receive. Those of you that are online, listen, we want you to believe God, to to partner with us. You're part of the VFAM. You don't even have to be physically connected to one of our locations to be able to sow and to believe God. You want to partner. Why? This is good ground. You want to be able to sow. You want to believe God. You want to expand your capacity to believe God. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. All things are possible to him that believes. Listen, I was raised on welfare. I had to buy food with food stamps. I hated it. 
I hated buying food with food stamps. Now, I, I appreciated the fact that we had it. I appreciated the fact that we had Medicaid. I appreciated the fact that the government provided stuff for us, but I didn't like it. I just didn't like it because I, I knew that we were not being self-sufficient. You know what I'm saying? And, and it bothered me. Isabella grew up with no running water and no electricity. So in other countries, there's no welfare system. So when you don't have money, you just can't, you don't eat. And so there were many days that for her, breakfast was hot water and sugar. Right? There were many weeks that went by that she ate no meat. And so, so now, watch this. When we came to God, it took, we had to give ourselves over to God because we wanted to please God, but we had a poverty mentality. We had a poverty spirit. We didn't even know. And it was because of our programming. It was because of our conditioning. It was because of our experiences. And so when I would hear Dr. Dollar or Bill Winston or, or back then the late great Kenneth Hagin, or I would hear people talking about like this abundance and overflow, we would say amen, but we, our heart was not conditioned for it. And so we had to renew our mind. We had to get to the point. That's why I went through 16 hours and then another 16 hours. That's why I meditated and I medicated on it day and night. Why? Because I wanted this thing to be broken off of me. I, I had to get to the point where I could look in the mirror and say, I will never be broke another day in my life. And, and so I know I, the devil is a liar. I, I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I want to be able to sow. I want to be able to give. Listen, when I got born again, when I started, when I started, I was so messed up financially that I couldn't even tithe. I remember going to Bishop Peoples, Pastor Cynthia. I went to Bishop Peoples in his office. He was still in the army. He was a master sergeant. I was a staff sergeant. I sat down. I was crying. I said, Dad, I, 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 I can't afford to tithe. When I pay all my bills, what's left, I can't even afford to tithe. And I thank God that he told me the truth. He said, son, I love you, and I love you too much uh, to, to lie to you. If, if you say you can't afford to tithe, you can't afford not to. He said, you need some seed in the ground. You got to be able to sow. He said, the only way you're going to get out of this thing is if you sow your way out. And I think I told you this before. I went and got a second job working at, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm telling you what I did. I went and got a second job working at Blockbuster Video. And then I became a warrant officer one. I got stationed at Fort Hood, Texas. I was a warrant officer one. And I closed with this. I was a warrant officer one, 57th Signal Battalion, uh, HAC 57. I was a warrant officer. I was preaching the gospel. And I was still broke. And I still had to have a second job. And I was working at Casa Olay in Coppers Cove, Texas. And I would drive over to Casa Olay after work. And I would go to the back and I was cooking Mexican food. And, and so one day, I was fine when nobody knew. And then one day, uh, uh, the manager came back and said, hey, anybody back here ever been a server, a waiter? I said, yeah, I've been working in restaurants since I was 13. I didn't even think nothing of it. He said, hey, all right, Rick, won't you come out? So I came out, changed my clothes, put a little apron on, and I come out there, and I'm like, hey, taking people's orders, and I'm doing my thing. I'm about to get some tips. I'm excited. And these two young soldiers come up, and they sit down, and I say, hey, how can I help you? What do you want to drink? And they looked at me, and they said, cheap pina? And I said, yes, I was an officer. And they said, Chief Pena, is that you? I said, yes, what would you like to drink? And I went in the bathroom. I didn't cry, but I was close. <laughs> and I was like, man, it was so embarrassing. But I had to keep working that system until I got out of the hole. I was dedicated. I was committed. I was not, I, I not going to be in a place where I was not going to have seed in the ground. I did whatever I had to do. To, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what I did. I did whatever I had to do to make sure that, that every month I was putting seed in the ground. And little by little, then when I finally got to Bosnia, I, I, I got out of the hole. And by the time I came back from Bosnia, I was debt-free. And in Bosnia, I met Isabella, glory to God. And then I was debt-free. And once I was debt-free, we got married. Glory. 
And so we got married and we were debt free. And so then God started to turn some things around for us, but it took some time. I needed my mind to be renewed. I needed to get into the Word. I'm talking about the transformative power of God's grace. I had to learn that God has a financial plan. And it wasn't what I was doing. So I had to learn how to get on God's sheet of music. And once, once we did that, now I'm not saying it happened overnight. We've been sowing for over 20 years. This is, yeah, we've been sowing a long time. But now we got seed in the ground. Now, now we have a right to believe God. Now, now we get up in the morning and we, when we pray, we, we're, we're praying with confidence and boldness. Why? Because we know we have a right to reap where we have sown. Say amen to that. We're standing all over the room. Come on. For those of you that are at home, you can stand as well. Listen, let's give God some praise for the word tonight. Did you get something out of the word? Those of you that are at home, please put some stuff in the chat. 